Two hunters are reported missing in Bear Mountain National Forest. The Midwest sees the worst drought in 30 years. Civil unrest is imminent. The Northeast power grid has blacked out. Economists fear the worst with falling markets. In other news, the pandemic has gone global. Survival Tech. Welcome to episode 30 of Survival Tech. I'm Matt, and with me tonight is Corey and Exposer 9 and Trail Rat. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing, doing great, great, guys. Yeah. I'm glad, glad to be here. <laughs> well, I'm glad to finally get you guys on, that's, that's for sure. Uh, we have a very special uh, episode planned out tonight. One thing is we've been wanting to do this for the past couple weeks, haven't had the time. Finally got the time, so um, I'm pretty pumped about it. We're doing ATVs as bug-out vehicles and our thoughts and opinions on it. And then we're also going to be doing bug-out bag security. Um, with the world that we live in right now, we've got to secure our stuff. So uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and let's introduce our co-hosts and... Uh, they are official Survival Tech co-hosts. They're also moderators in the forums. Um, they post great stuff. Um, so let's go ahead and let's welcome Exposer 9 and Trail Rat. Guys, one of you go ahead and start, and let's hear a little bit about you. Go ahead, Trail Rat. I'll wait. All right. All right. Um, I guess I'll just start off then. Um, name's Tyson Davis. I live in Nampa, Idaho. Just, um, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of background. Gosh, I don't know. Um, my first motorcycle was given to me when I was four years old. I've been riding bikes, motorcycles, four-wheelers, whatever you can, anything with wheels and a steering wheel since I was about that age, so, um, been running in the backcountry for years and years, and I hope that maybe maybe tonight I can uh, give everybody a little information, a little bit of thoughts, at least my thoughts, and maybe we can all learn something. Um, hopefully me too. And I'll tell you what, guys, I love the show, and I love being on it, and I'm excited to be here. So it's going to be a blast. Well, well we're excited to have you, to have you. Yeah, especially, what, especially with your expertise. And being from Idaho... That's God's country, is it not? Oh, it is a beautiful country. You know, 30 minutes from my house, I can be on a bike and riding and not see another person for days if that's what I choose to do. And it is just, it's an amazing place to live. You know, we got a small city. I live just out of Boise. But, like I said, it's just not, it's not far to go to just get way out in the middle of nowhere and be alone if you want or, you know, find other people to go play with. And it's a blast here. I love it. Well, I'm definitely jealous. I've uh, I've always loved the whole, you know, Pacific Northwest, 
you know, Idaho, you know, even into Montana. And uh, sorry, my dog. <laughs> my dog was just barking. <laughs> That's but, uh, my, mine will uh, be barking here shortly. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've always loved that part of the country, and I've always wanted to go. And uh, so I'm, I'm definitely jealous of you, Tyson. That's uh, that's something else. We'll definitely have to get together sometime and uh, you know, give me a reason to get up there. You bet. You come down here, we'll go play. I, I guarantee it. It'll be a blast. You, you can go without me, man. Uh, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, you got to drive. Or I'm cheap, <laughs> Let me get, and you're paying for the gas, right? Nah, let me get the Land Cruiser going. We'll go in it. All right, cool. Cool. We can, uh, you can ride in that as I'm towing you in my Jeep. No, you ain't going to be towing me. I'll be running you over. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. All yeah, right, we'll okay, enough, enough of brotherly fighting here. <laughs> At least mine's American Man. Oh, okay. <laughs> And uh, we have Exposure 9 with us tonight, too. Exposure 9, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit of, back, uh, little bit of background information about you. All right. Obviously, Exposure 9. Uh, my name is Harlan. Um, it's a family name. My nephew and my grandfather had the same name. Um, I'm from Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm the youngest out of ten kids, uh, five boys, five girls. Um, I was raised until 13 years old as Mormon, so we had lots of canning and lots of uh, hobby farming and everything like that. Uh, There's seven years between me and the next oldest, so basically everything else was taken care of, and they let me go out in the woods. We had two ponds. We had animals everywhere, so I wake up in the morning, and I'm gone until dinner time, basically. So that's what originally got me into being outdoors and being in the woods, building forts, and then um, went into Boy Scouts and did a lot of the, the survival patches, fire making, all that stuff. And that really, that really clinched it for me, hiking especially. Um, but back then, you know, the packs were the uh, external frames, like 60-pound weights, and uh, now I'm getting into the the uh, ultralight sort of thing. And that's really, I think, where my passion is going to lead me, um, is to do some ultralight packing. Uh, I'd like to uh, section hike part of the Appalachian Trail next year if I can. And um, obviously anybody that's uh, been on the forums has read my post about uh, my bug out bag being taken out of my car uh, the Friday before Thanksgiving. And that's why I'm here tonight. That's all I got. Uh, let's, you know, let's, let's not downplay it any. Um, you guys were chosen as co-hosts for a reason, and uh, uh, you guys are here for a lot more than, you know, just that, because uh, you guys have been crucial in the forums, and uh, you know, the videos, I mean, that's, that's great. And that, that's how you become part of survival tech, and especially an essential part is, uh, you know, by doing what these guys have been doing. 
So uh Well thank you. It, well no, we, we thank you. Um, you know, I made a post the other night, you know, somebody had asked, you know, how how two brothers, you know, just started this show and uh you know, I went ahead and explained it out and you know, how one thing led to another and uh um, you know, and, and here we are and the true resource are the members and the posts in the forum. Um, so Corey, without further ado, let's uh go ahead and do a little bit of an intel report and uh welcome the new members and then I know we've got a, a voicemail that we need to play and uh let's get into the show. All right. And uh, before I jump into the intel um, I just want to say thank you to uh, you guys, Exposure 9 and Trail Rap, for sticking with us throughout this year. It's been a bumpy year, a lot of ups and downs. Uh, we wanted to get more episodes out. Um, and uh, really, this is to all of our members and all of our listeners, even if you're not a member, this goes out to you to thank you for sticking with us this year. And uh, we really couldn't have done it without you guys. And for all of our um, co-hosts that have you know, came on and agreed to become a co-host and and kind of help, you know, voice survival tech because this really is a community and we want to, you know, keep it a community and learn from each other because, you know, me and Matt, we don't know everything and we're learning just as much as we're putting out there. At least, you know, we hope, you know, we're learning that much. And, um, you know, if and, there's and other if, people out there that, that aren't co-hosts yet and, you know, there's something that they would like to be, become active on the site, become active on, you know, Facebook page, Twitter um, those are you know two accounts that we have. We'll be talking about more in the Intel report. Um, just be active and uh, you know show your support for us, and uh, we'll do the same to, to try and uh, you know put you on here as well. And you know, on that note, actually, um, when I first started on the forums, you know, I didn't plan on this. I just uh, saw a few things I wanted to add. You know, my thoughts on and. The more I added, the larger it became, and the more opinions I had about certain things, and it just ballooned from there. Well, the, the biggest thing is, you know, just like Corey said, we don't know everything, and we're not mm-hmm. going to know anything. And anybody that, that says that they do know anything or everything, they know nothing. Anyone that says they're, they're an expert. Yes, yes. Yeah, there's no such thing. Right, yeah. because I have, I have a specialized set of skills, mm-hmm. and it's different from your guys's. Exactly, I can guarantee you that. And mm-hmm. you know what? That's that's perfect. You know, because together we can accomplish anything. Exactly. So it's very you know, true. I mean, that's that's absolutely great. You know, and and you know what the way that that survival tech has taken off, it's amazing. I mean, we're we're staring down the barrel of 20,000 downloads right now. That is awesome. So, wow. and, um, you know, hopefully we well, can well, do good that. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, good, good for us. Good for all of us. Because, you know, everybody that's part of the show, you know, it, it's all of our, we share everything. And, you know, we especially sharing the joy of, of this. And, you know, all we need now is, uh, we have a couple sponsors to come on, huh, Corey? <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be nice. <laughs> you, you know, I, w- I would like to take a second out to thank you guys for, you know, giving us a place to speak our mind, voice our opinion, and make friends, actually. I've made a few friends on uh, the forums, and I just wanted to thank you guys for that. 
Well, hey, hey, no problem, no problem. Just I'll second that. Let's go ahead and we will we'll do the Intel report bumper. Let's get into it because we do have some things to say about the forums and all, and uh, right. and you know how to how we should probably conduct ourselves. So uh, I'm going to play that now, and then Corey, let's uh, get right into the Intel report. All right. What you are about to hear is confidential. The survival tech and tail report. So the new member since the uh, last episode will be uh, Jeffrey T, uh, Kate and VA, VCA Ryan, Big Rocks, Judge 89, and Red Dawn. Don D-O-N. Good so, uh, name. Yeah. We, uh, we want to thank you guys for joining the site and becoming members. Um, we did hit 100 members, so uh, that's awesome. awesome. I want to, uh, you know, just congratulate everyone to uh, get to that number. Um, along with the Intel report, I also want to throw out that we do have um, two contests that are going on right now. There's the one for um, your ultimate sidearm, rifle, shotgun, uh, weapon. Uh, why? Why you like it so much, and how you, why you feel so strongly about it? Um, we they're asking for a video review of it. Um, actually, Ohio Beagler Sean is the one that uh, came up with this one, and uh, is kind of heading it up. Um, so I want to uh, you know thank him, and uh, it, it ought to be good. They're going to be doing once you put up your uh, your video of your your weapon review, then you choose a shooter. And uh, we're going to be doing some type of uh, skeet shoot, if I believe right, to uh, to figure out uh, who the winner is. And then the uh, second contest is going to be about your hunting harvest um, of the 2012-2013 season. We want to see everything you got, and we'll be uh, judging from uh, all of us moderators. Yep. And uh, uh, let's see. We... Uh we don't know exactly how that's going to happen yet. No, because the guy in charge of that is kind of slipping on pulling out a uh, uh, a voting sheet, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I said I would do that last time, and I haven't done it yet. Nope, nope. You know, it's in my head. It. Don't you see it? Yeah. <laughs> on, that, on that favorite weapon, uh, crossbows don't, don't count, right, Matt? <laughs> Uh, I, I I think it goes for anything, you know, whether it be a ball being hammered, uh, I guess a crossbow. <laughs> for any of you that don't know what we're talking about, go to the forum and look. The what? I said for any of you that don't know what we're talking about, go to the forum and look. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot! I, I also uh, I ought to submit my uh, my gourd ward. I uh, my. You know, just side note, real quick. Uh, you know how we get sidetracked. Uh, my brother, um, we actually uh, we actually modified a. Uh, I I ended up making a, a small catapult for my son. Um, he, yeah, he he wanted to have a a pumpkin birthday party. It was a pumpkin themed birthday party. He loves the pumpkin patch, and what. What goes with pumpkins? Well, of course, you know, pumpkin chunkin'. So 
we built a smaller version of a uh, of a, a catapult, and um, we were actually shooting mini gourds in our backyard. And wow. uh, so, of course, we're looking <laughs> at it, and then you know, uh, my grandpa, you know, Corey's grandpa as well. Uh, he's looking at it and he's just shaking his head and he's laughing. And he's having a good time and and uh, he came up with a great idea. He's like, you know what, boys, we ought to make this bigger. And uh, so we're like, well, let's just make it stronger. So we went in and uh, I got an extra um, an extra spring and uh, because we just had you know pretty much just uh, you know door springs on it. And uh, went ahead and got another spring, and we we doubled the power. And uh, we went from shooting right around 68, 70 feet with it. Um, we shot 120 foot with it. <laughs> man. And, man, it is it is cool. So uh, maybe I ought to, you know, submit that, even though I'm, I'm not, you know, eligible to win anything. Um, you know, maybe I should uh, get the ball rolling and, uh, and set up the Gord Lord as uh, my favorite weapon. You know what? I'll, I'll just go ahead and give you my password, and you can go, go ahead and put it under my name. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it'd win. I, you know. Can you know, uh, put, some, put some? Can you put some plans up to build that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I built it for awesome. right around twelve bucks. I love it. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I Even use materials from impressive. the Dollar Tree. <laughs> you know, I've been shop- shopping there a lot more lately. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the canned food alone is well worth it. Yeah, well, they have, they have so. some really nice glove sticks. They're almost a foot long, and they last oh, as long wow. as the short ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to have to say when the contest ends, the gun contest ends at the end of the year. Uh, it actually ends on December 31st, and the hunting harvest uh, contest ends at the end of Ohio hunting season, which is uh, February 28th of 2013. Yeah, so we still got some time on that one. Cool. Right now, I have nothing to enter in the hunting one. No, nope, that I'm able to win, but I haven't harvested anything yet. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's with 19 times going out. Wow. So, yeah. It's still fun. We, that, that's why they call it hunting and not killing. That's, that's right. right. I'll, be back out. I'll be back out in the woods tomorrow. What else did you want to cover on Intel, Matt? I know um, you had some other things you wanted to discuss. Yes, yes. I wanted to go ahead and uh, in the Intel report, I also want to include um etiquette. We had a situation um, that, that had arisen on the forums you will not be able to see what they've done since then. In fact, Corey, you, we took them out tonight. So yeah, if you get on the post you know, to see what was said or anything else, it's gone. You know, and the retaliation back was gone. So uh, Wow, this is the first I've heard of this, and I'm almost on there every day. Yeah, it happened, it happened very quickly. It happened yesterday. Uh, there was there's a few private messages that were sent back and forth. I'm not I'm not going to get into you know who, who it was yeah. sent to or anything. But there was a couple private messages sent back and forth that were then forwarded to us. I told Corey, look, we need to maybe watch this guy. So 
from there. Well, it's very rare. Yes, yes, it's very rare. We've one. had extremely rare. Yes, we've had we've had three instances where there's been issues on the form that hasn't been handled in an adult and civil manner. We called two of them out, and two of them did not respond back. Um, in fact, I don't I don't know if they're even active anymore. Um, you know, it's it's possible, but you know, it, it, it doesn't matter because they weren't the contributors that everybody else is. So, well, it's usually not those. It's usually not the people that contribute. Cause people that contribute care. After further discussion, deleted them. So, I mean, I, I don't uh, think this guy really had any any care of the community or for the site. I think he just joined to to cause trouble. Um, but I don't know. Maybe he did. But you, you just we're not going to allow someone to just attack people on the forum. That's not what this is about. You can't. You, you yeah. can't allow that because then it, it's just mayhem after that. So, well, you know, guys, I, I think that uh, anytime you get a group together, you're going to have a certain percentage of people that um, that that's all they want to do. And, and you will. Yeah. So, you know, you guys are watching it. We're watching it. And, you know, when people do that, you know, we just boot them, yeah. you know. Yeah, and if um, any of our members, you know, is getting private messages or being attacked by another member, uh, you know, send me a, mat, a private message or an email and uh, let us know. So, you know, yeah, and, we can't see private messages. And, and this and is get, not get, something that happens a lot. And also send sure. it to one of the other moderators as well. You know, not just, oh, yeah. not just me and Corey. You know, there's, you know, Tyson that and Ron are, are both moderators as well. You know, if, if you like how, what they're saying in the forums or you see that, you know, Tyson's, you know, more on, on this, this certain topic, you know, so you will feel comfortable with him more. And, you know, hey, you know, this guy is, you know, doing this, saying this. Go ahead and do it. You know, you can also go in and flag. But, yeah, I'm completely open with that. Yeah, I mean... You know that, that's that's why these guys are moderators. You know they yeah. they've shown interest. Um, you know they've shown a presence. So yeah. you know that's that's what that's what we're here for. You know because you know there, there's no sense in, in people being attacked. And so let's. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what you guys can see in the moderator because you know I'm the you know site owner, so I see everything. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what you guys can if you guys can see when stuff is flagged or not, um, but I mean this is something that we can all review and uh, yeah. you know if, and then discuss. But this was just this one particular person was so out of line. Me, Matt didn't even you know take a vote with the moderator. He just you know was no good for the community. I do have a question. What's the quickest way to get a hold of you guys? Would it be calling the line or? Sending you an email. Send me a private website. Yeah, yeah. Just just send me send me a private message. It comes right through my personal email, which all private right. messages yeah. do. Private message. I mean, they, they go straight through. And I've I've got my phone on me most of the time. So. Okay, you know email. I like to call in. <laughs> <laughs> that also pops up too. So I mean, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever is easiest for you. Because when you call um, in, it actually goes straight to our email. Uh, yeah, so and then we listen to it. Um, oh, sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, 
it goes directly to uh, survival or uh, survival dot tech at yahoo dot com is our email. If you want to, you just email us directly instead of going through private All message. Right. Um, me and Matt both have it on our phone, so when one gets it, we both get it. Because we're both logged on to you know survival tech, so um, we you know can both see it. We usually one of us will will see it and respond as quickly as we can. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that that I was taken care of. So let's just remember, you know, when, when we're in the forums, let's be respectful of other people. If, if we do not necessarily agree with their opinions, let's. It's all on how you word things. Now I know it's extremely hard being written word versus, you know, like like right now, we're sitting around, we're actually talking, we can hear the tone that's actually back behind the words. Um, that's a big difference. You know, sometimes when you're typing, what you want to get out doesn't necessarily come out the right way. Exactly. But let's, you know, let's just remember to be respectful of other people, and we're not all going to agree. And that's absolutely fine, but instead of saying, you, know, you, you don't know how to do this and everything, it might work for him. You know, you might just need to say, Hey, for those of you looking for multiple ways to do something, because that's the way I am, I'm going to look for multiple ways to do something, and then I'm going to pick the one that, that best fits me. Um, you know, it's just well, all in how you work. Each way has a point of failure, and you have yes. to, uh, you know, yeah, that's especially fire starting. That's what I really, you know, I try try to really learn and critique that. And anyway, that's sorry, <laughs> went off on a tangent. No, no, not at all. Yeah, basically what it boils down to is you don't have to agree with everybody else's opinion, but you should, you should respect it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. The bottom line is just act like adults. You know, we're all adults exactly. here. And, and just be gentlemen and ladies and yeah. act like that. these are our fellow, fellow people. And, and then one day you may have to rely on these people to, you know, this is a community, and even if you're on vacation, yeah. you may never think you may need to, but, you know, if I'm vacation and I'm, you know, driving through Indiana or Idaho and I break down, I might get on and send a private message and say, hey, where can I find, you know, an automotive place around here? Where can I get a place to stay? And yeah, what exactly. better person to ask than someone that lives in that area? So, you know, yeah, don't exactly. make enemies. Yeah. All right. What? Yeah. Well, moving on. Yeah. You know, let's just remember to to conduct yourselves in a nice manner on the forums, and uh, you know, to to move on to believe it or not, it's a darker note, and I I hate bringing it up, but I think something needs to be said, um, at least from us. Our hearts, our prayers, and our thoughts are going out to the families of the tragedy out in Connecticut. Um, God, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine. So, you know, for all of us at Survival I, Tech, you know, we are so sorry for the losses and the tragedy that happened happened today. Yeah. It came through on my phone when I was at work and uh, on Fox News, you know, breaking report, and uh, I read the headline and opened it up, and it I had a knot in my stomach from reading it, and. Uh, like Matt said, our thoughts and prayers, you know, go out to the to the families that are involved and, and we're thinking of you. 
Praying for you. Yeah. God, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Let's uh, pick things up. We do have a voicemail um, that actually goes along with ATVs as bug out bag or as bug out bags as bug out vehicles. <laughs> and a big uh, bug out bag. Well, the voicemail's from Davy Mack, and once you start hearing everything that he has in this bug out bag that's on his bug out vehicle, which is the ATV, uh, that's a lot of stuff. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll play it now, and then uh, once we get back in, we're going to go ahead and start off ATVs as bug out vehicles. Hey, all you out there at Survival Tech, D-Mac calling in. I uh, know we're going to be having a podcast on uh, ATV uh, bug-out vehicles and uh, whatnot, so I figured I'd call in and give a well small but large list of stuff that uh, me and Ohio Big were both keeping our bug-out bags. As you all know, we're, we're pretty good buddies, and we do a lot of ATV riding and whatnot ourselves. So I'm going to run down a small list of uh, stuff that we carry in our bags. Um, first off, cordage. Can't go without it. Got to have it in your bag. You never know what you're going to need it for. Uh, toe straps. Never know when you're going to need to help your buddy out. Um, knives and machetes. We both keep these in our bags. You never know when you're going to have to might blaze a trail or just uh, get yourself out of a jam or start a fire and cut down some wood. Um, we have both have magnesium fire starters in our bag. Um, takes a little practice to get good with them and uh, figure out what you got to do, but uh, worth their weight in gold. Air compressors, you never know when you're going to get a flat out there on the trail, you know what I mean? Uh, I actually have an auxiliary um, on my four-wheeler, and, uh, you know, I can plug my little air compressor right in. Sean's four-wheeler does not have an auxiliary output on it, so uh, he bought the actual cables that plug into an auxiliary where you can hook it right directly up to his battery. Works out very well. We've both used it. Works great. Um, post straps, <laughs> like I said, uh, I'm, I'm repeating here. Uh, duct tape. <laughs> duct tape has about a million uses. Um, can't go wrong with that. Ziploc baggies. Sometimes you might need to keep stuff dry. We both keep uh, gallon baggies and the smaller sandwich sandwich uh, style baggies. Toilet paper, but the non-scented. Great fire starter. I mean, it will catch a light pretty good. We've all tried to light fires with uh, normal, like, scented toilet paper from our home. Doesn't really light real well. Um, flashlights. Must have. You never know when you're going to get stranded and need to, need a source of light somehow. Um, great for that. Both keep fire you know, flashlights in there. Reflective tarps. Um, great for obviously anything you can imagine using it for, from you know putting up a uh, eight tent frame, something like that, to uh, actually holding reflectiveness to staying warm and everything else. Um, sawdust. Uh, keep small bags of. Uh, well, actually, they're large bags of uh, sawdust and wood shavings and stuff like that for fire starter. Try to keep it dry, Ziploc baggy type thing. Um, tire plugs. I mean, that's a must-have in any ATV kit. I mean, you never know when you're going to hit a rock funny or, you know, run over a sharp stick. Um, Hawthorns, locusts, stuff like that, it'll pop a hole. Next thing you know, you, you take a break for a minute, walk back to your quad, you got a flat. Um, wire and jumper cables. Something else you kind of need to have around there. You never know when you're going to have to give somebody a jump or, you know, you might need a jump yourself or even hooking up your battery to kind of make an arc and start a fire there. Basic tools. I keep a small tool kit, so does Sean, in his quad, and you never know when you might have to pull a tire off or something like that, change a spark plug, anything like that. 
with that being said, also keep uh, extra oil and uh, spare spark plugs because, you know, spark plug could be as easy as fouling out on you depending on what you're riding around on, you know. Um, small wood lath building TP fires, you know. These are all small little bundles of which that you can build on top of, especially the fire starting type of stuff. You don't want to fill your bag up with miscellaneous knickknacks. I mean, we all know the, the quad bags ain't extremely large, but you can fit a lot of stuff in them. Um, another thing I keep in mind, uh, a Bic lighter. I mean, good for a thousand lights, they say. And uh, if any of you guys have Bic lighters, they, they're pretty much, I mean, you can dump them in water, but in five minutes you can have them up and going again. I actually keep a slingshot in my bag. Uh, you never know, you know. <laughs> kind of for out there for fun when you stop and you start planking around and stuff, but in an all-out situation, you know, it could actually help you out as far as uh, hunting and whatnot. Nine-volt battery, steel wool. I keep uh, keep them both in the bag, obviously separated. Uh, you just never know. Hand sanitizer, another good thing for uh, starting fires. It will take a light. It's got so much alcohol in it, it'll hold a, hold a, hold a flame like a candle almost. Um, first aid kit. That's another one. Probably should have been at the top of the list, but I do keep a first aid kit in my bag. Um, great to have with you. You never know. You know, you take some rolls and tumbles out there on the trail or even, you know, serious trauma might might save your buddy's life. Um, cooler. Uh, great water container. Uh, you know, mine's sealed. It, it will hold water, but uh, it'd be great for gathering water, any type of situation like that. And uh, last but not least, but uh, I keep a small sealed pill bottle full of bleach in my bag just to uh, kind of, you know, water situations. You can always, you know, purify water. But uh, this message being sent out by uh, DMAC and Ohio Bigler, just kind of trying to get that out there. And uh, we're both ATV riders and love doing it. So uh hope you guys have a good podcast. Thanks, Survival Tech. All right, well, Davey Mac, thanks again for the for the voicemail. Really appreciate it. Now, Corey, he texted you, didn't he? He did and, text uh, me. And said, hey, I forgot this. Why don't you go ahead and, uh, you know, tell the listeners about it. Okay. He wanted to uh, make sure that I uh, let everyone know that he uh, also carries in his bag a compass, a uh, thermostat whistle combo. I think that's it, but yeah, that was it. A compass and a thermostat and a whistle combo. Very cool. Both things, uh, you know, you can get on the cheap, and uh, every bug out bag should have them, especially the whistle. When you get attacked by a bear, you know, you can scare that bear away with that whistle. Right, Corey? <laughs> Don't eat me, bear. <laughs> so, wow. But no, thanks again, Dave Max. That was, yeah, he's coming right for us. He's coming right for me. That's all you got to say. <laughs> yep. You guys ever seen the uh, the South Park uh, at season one, episode three, when they uh, when they go out hunting with uh, Uncle Jimbo there, and uh, they it's been our our joke all hunting season. You know, all you have to yell to make a legal kill is it's coming right for us, and you're. Oh, yeah. Legally okay to shoot it. <laughs> Is that the way where they were shooting uh, uh, cows and... Yeah. All kind of, yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, that so, was great. Survival Tech is not officially saying that you say that. Yeah, right. 
Okay, we just want to put that out there. We are not endorsing that as a good statement to the to the Department okay. of Wildlife. Yeah. Uh, good cover there, Corey. All right, let's get into it. You know, the whole reason why everybody's listening and, you know, not because of our rambles. Um, Although our rambles are great sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. That's the key now. word. Okay. So, uh, so ATVs and bug-out vehicles. I currently do not own an ATV. All the ATVs that I've owned in the past were Yamaha. Um, I would just like to know what, if someone is like brand specific or, you know, it doesn't really matter or what you like about, you know, certain brands, you know, which one would you choose if you'd be choosing one? Um, especially for me that I'm in the market for one, but I can't spend the $10,000 on a, Grizzly 700 and Yamaha. Um, so, what are, what are you guys' thoughts and uh, trail route? What are you using? Well, here, what I'm riding right now is uh, it's a 2005 750 Brute Force Kawasaki. Um, that's the what they call the sport utility. And I'll tell you what, you can hook your house up to it and drag it down the road. You know, um, it's an amazing machine. Um, it's comfortable to ride. It's fun. Um, it's fast. And it, what's cool about these new sport utilities um, is they can also be slow. Throw them in four low and just creep and crawl, and they're so nice and easy to ride. Um, we were up a couple years ago running, and I had my boy with me, and we were blowing through the backwoods of um, out behind Cascade, Idaho, which is north Idaho. And we're on about a 50-mile trek. And so, you know, I got kind of tired, and I thought, well, I'll let my boy ride. Let him drive. And he was, what was he, six at the time? So I put him on the front, and I put on the back rack and just let him drive. And he ran it up trails and down roads and through gullies and, you know, they're, they're amazing machines. Um, the other thing is, too, they can get you in a lot of trouble. They have a lot of power. And if you pour the coals to them and let them run and you're not right on top of them, they will hurt you. And that's something to be aware of, you know. they got so much power, so much torque, and, um, and so much weight. They're, they are dangerous. But if you run them right and the way they should be ran, the way you should run them responsibly, <laughs> um, they're amazing machines. Now, have you always been have you always been a Kawasaki fan? You know, I started off on Hondas. Um, I started off running um, a uh, 300 TRX on my okay, first yes. four. Yeah, my first four-wheeler was a 300 TRX. Great bike. We'd run, you know, 100 miles a day on a tank of gas. And, wow. you know, I mean, just fantastic mach machines, but they just kind of beat you up with the suspension. And, you know, top speed about 45, which trail riding, perfect. You know, you shouldn't be going any faster than that. Um <laughs> These these new ones, you know, the one I got now, um, 
man, it'll it'll run sixty some miles an hour, and really, to be honest with you, it goes too fast. But it's fun, and sometimes you need to go fast. <laughs> I can't explain it; it's not right, but that's the way it is. Oh no, I think we all kind of understand. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. When yeah. um. Uh, when I went out and I was um, helping Sean and and Davy Mack build the uh, Quack Smacker Lodge, uh, we had their quads out there. Um, I know Sean has a Honda. I don't know what size. And uh, Davy Mack I has believe. a was it 250? I believe it and is. And then Davy Mack has a 500 Polaris. I think so. And uh, a Polaris Sportsman. And sure. that thing, I mean, both of them had no problem going over trees, everything. But that was the first time I'd been back on ATV in, in several years. And uh, Sean gave me his, and he jumped on with Davey Mack, and we went driving up through the woods. And uh, I forgot how much fun it was. And by the time we were done, um, I, would, you know, I had chances to get on both quads. And the uh, the Polaris was nice. I mean, it had a speedometer. And uh, you could tell how fast you were going, and that thing would book, and it would get yeah. up there, you know, right now. And, um, you know, at some time, it was scary. And I was driving through a cornfield, and it <laughs> kind of dropped down to a, you know, a valley, a uh, real sharp, you know, drop-off, and um, got to that drop-off faster than I expected to. I mean, it was still a decline. It wasn't like a cliff, but, sure. you know, I had to slow it down. And I'll tell you what, for not riding in a while, it, it took me a minute to uh, – to realize that I wasn't in Kansas anymore and I need to <laughs> chill out a little bit on the throttle, but I just forgot how much fun they were and ever since then I've been on Craigslist looking for a good deal. <laughs> that yeah. was going to be my Christmas present to myself, but I haven't been able to find one yet. Polaris makes yeah. a won- wonderful machine. They make a fantastic machine. Um, the only reason I'm kind of a Kawasaki fan is, one, because I got one, and <laughs> <laughs> I've I've ridden some of the older Polaris's and they seem to be just a little bit more top heavy um, than the Cowies, in my experience. And some people will will differ with me in the straight axle uh, versus the uh, independent suspension on the Cowies and different things like that. You know, and it's uh, most of that is a personal preference and the way you ride. Um, this has been the best bike I've ever owned in my life. Um, it'll do everything that I want it to do. It'll take me everywhere I want to go and three places in one day that I never should have even been to, which is really <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and that's half the fun of it is just going, oh, crap. <laughs> should I really be doing this? And and then being able to, if you can ride the bike, the bike will go any place you want to go. Um, can you ride the bike is the question. And, uh, you know, it's all, it's all about safety and people, you know, people die on these things, you know. Yeah. And, and, and that's a scary thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a passion of mine and I love it. Um, I love to ride. I would not um, uh, downplay a Polaris, uh, uh, God, Yamaha, Honda, Everybody makes a good bike. Um, it's all in personal preference, the way they're set up. Everyone is set up just a little bit different. I've ridden some, but not all. Um, 
kind of where I'm at, you know. Yeah. I. Uh, what are your thoughts on side by sides? If uh, if you would have to, you know, do it all over again, would you get an ATV or would you get a side by side? You know, with like uh, a Ranger or something like that. Yeah, we're. I'm looking at side by sides. The money is the big deal. I mean, that's that is, always the yeah. big. Yeah. Oh, good. Gosh, they're expensive. But yeah. you know, you can get a you know a four seater. At the same time, you could buy a a, a good Jeep. <laughs> you know, that has a cab and windows right. and a yeah, and a stereo. Then you could throw an air conditioner at it. But <laughs> and they're not they're, they're actually that much smaller than a Jeep. <laughs> no, they're about the same size. You could trailer and right. drive. Or, good gosh, you could license it, drive it right down the road. You know, a Jeep. Um, you know, the side by sides are really cool, and I like them. I think the my personal opinion, if I was going to buy one today, would probably probably be the Polaris Razor, um, and that's just because of the add-ons they have and the uh, suspension. Uh, Polaris has been a like a racing phenom from the beginning, and they put more money in suspension than um, Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha. Gosh, they just they just know how to build suspensions and and they build a, a good bike and everything all the other pieces parts go together well um, if I was going to buy a side by side I'd, I'd probably go with a razor uh, I just can't afford one right. yeah. <laughs> but it'd be, it'd My, be uh, nice it'd be nice to sit there with you know two people and you know all your stuff in the back of it and be able to talk you know back and forth and drive down a trail and Go any place before we will go, you know. Uh, and that was my share concern. The, share the spider webs. Yeah, that was my concern that a uh, you know, side by side may not go where you know an ATV can go because it does drive different and it is wider. So I was just wondering the the limitations on it. I mean, there's yeah. you know obviously there's limitation between a dirt bike and a ATV as well. You know, going through the woods. Exactly. Um, you yeah. have to choose a different trail, but I'm sure right. you can you know find a way through. Um, yeah. Last year we went to uh, my wife's uncle's who lives it is still in Ohio but almost West Virginia near Wheeling, and uh, he is on 70 acres out in the country, and then he has other farmlands all around him. And uh, we went, um, he took us out on his property, and the first time I'd been there, so he wanted to show me everything. And uh, we got on his Ranger, and uh, it was him driving, my wife in the front seat, the two kids, um, which were three and four then, um, in the middle, in between those two. And then me and my dad, my dad went with us, we were actually going to Cabela's in Wheeling, West Virginia. Um, uh, that's where, where we were headed to, and then we actually sat in, in the back in the uh, in the bed of it. And uh-huh. uh, man, that thing went—you know—it took five of us, and we went all over that property, and uh, it was yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, one of the drawbacks of uh, the side by sides—they are a little bit wider than the uh, the wheelbase is a little bit wider than an ATV, and. At least here in Idaho, they license ATVs differently than, like, the uh, UTVs. I think that's what they call them. Yeah. 
uh, flight to side by flight, I believe. And and it all depends on the wheelbase. But if if you needed to and you wanted to push it, you know, and you could drive one, you could put one just dang near any place the ATV is going to go. You know, regular four wheeler. And again, that's <laughs> you know, it's it's not an endorsement. It's not hey, you should do that. But you know, you could you can you can make a motorcycle go any place an ATV can go, or right. a guy could drive a jeep for that matter. You know. Um, but it's there all a lot in, of trails in Idaho that are you know set up just for ATV trails and yeah, they're they're just, uh, just like kind open of changing land. the laws a little bit. A lot of things is just open range and open land, and you can you can drive a jeep or a car or a Cadillac or a motorcycle or you know whatever you want to do. Um, what we're running into is people just kind of screwing around and tearing stuff up. You know, throwing out beer cans, doing stupid crap, shooting signs, and um, and that that screws it up for all of us. But mm-hmm. for the most part, here, um, you know, you can you can drive across this state in a, in a decent jeep or a truck, you know, and never hit pavement. You know, Nevada to Canada. And hmm. you know, very seldom ever hit the oil. And if you do, even if you're on a wheeler, um, you know, you can just cruise through town very nicely and um, fuel up and, and go on, go on your way. You know, as long as are you're. There, are there yeah. any trails that go all the way around Cascade Lake? That's a big. Yes, lake. there are. Yeah, there's some. Uh, in fact, I was up there last fall and. Uh, are you familiar with the area at all? I'm looking at a map. I'm cheating. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we uh, we did last fall over 300 and some miles on a weekend right around Cascade and McCall area. There. That is a very um, big lake there. Yeah, it's a big lake. It's, it is beautiful country. This is, you know, like you said, it's God's country. This is amazing place. Even though we get a little discontent once in a while and go, oh, God, I'd like to get out of here. You know, you go someplace else and go, you know, this isn't so bad. I kind of want to go home. Right. Wow. So what kind of gear do you carry with you when you go out on a, on a long trail ride? Well, one of the biggest things I have is a uh, fuel rack. I carry an extra five gallons gas. Um, gives me a, t- I should be able to do about 140 miles or so um, total, but I, I cap it off at about 120. So if I get out 60 miles, you know, 65 miles, I know I need to turn around and come back <laughs> if I haven't yeah. found a gas station or, you know, someplace to fuel up, you know, some guy to buy some fuel from. or um, That's the biggest thing, but I carry... A compressor, uh, tire plugs, you know, patch kit for my tires, tire tools. Um, these new bikes have crazy fuses and computers, so I got a I, I got a fuse kit. Um, toe straps are immense. 
I've got a you know two thousand pound winch on my on the front end, but sometimes sixty foot isn't enough, and I got another forty foot of toe strap you know in there. Uh, basic tools I got a first aid kit which worked a couple times and just things like that you know water um, you know a sandwich mm. you go out <laughs> on a bike throw a dang sandwich in your pack <laughs> you're yeah. going to get hungry you know yeah that's for sure you know and I mean we have good water here and you can always find a stream to drink out of. And I know there's that Lyme disease and weird. I grew up drinking out of these streams. Really? They're, they're okay. not all right. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. You know, I've never got sick. But I've heard of people getting sick. So, yeah. Your, what have you heard of them getting sick of? Is it like Jardia or Cryptosporidium? Or yeah, Jardia. Jardia is a big one. Uh, my brother got sick here few months ago, and and Danger killed him. I mean, he thought he was going to die. I'm sure he well, wasn't going to. Yeah, there are some people, you know, it doesn't, you know, they just get a little loose, but uh, some people, they just really just take them down. Yeah, but if you're, you know, 60 miles back in the backcountry, and, you know, you got the poop. Yeah, you know, that's bad. Exactly. That's just no good. Yeah. So, you know, we got the little uh, filter straws. You know, we, we started drinking out of those instead of just dumping your head in the creek and, you know, trying to be better with that. You know, we I'm trying to be better about wearing a helmet. I grew up wearing a ball cap and tennis shoes on a motorcycle. Exactly. And now we, you know, and now we got to wear knee yeah. pads and helmets and drink from a straw. <laughs> what, we're seatbelts? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. we're seatbelts, yeah. <laughs> Now, is any of that, you know, is the helmet required by law to license it to be able it's to ride requ- these trails? Or? It, it's required under, uh, I think it's under 16 here. Okay. Um, so, and it's not a really enforced law. It's one of those things that I think if they wanted to pinch it, they could. Right. So I put my kids in, you know, if I got my kids on the bike, I'm not doing 60 miles an hour. Yeah, right. we're 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 nice and easy and very slow and taking it easy. But I, you know, throw a good helmet on them. Both boys got uh, full face helmets, which is a a drag when they're sitting behind you and banging that thing right in your back. But you know, at least if, at least if you tip it over, you know, that's the only one smiling. <laughs> Take right. his helmet off and he's like, "Hey, Dad, you crashed." Yeah, sure did. <laughs> That's that's one thing that's, that's kind of funny is uh, um, I was always jealous of my buddies that, that would ride with us, and they would have, you know, the cool, you know, latest, greatest Scott goggles, and they would have, you know, uh, an A-Ray, you know, dirt, actual, you know, dirt helmet. And uh, mm-hmm. Corey and I, we had <laughs> we had the full face you know, motorcycle helmets, you know, with a flip-up visor and all. Sure. And, uh, and, you know, because that's, that's what Dad wanted us to wear, and Dad was paying for it. So we wore it. <laughs> and uh, A lot of bowers were from, like, when Dad was a kid, I think, because that one was with Captain America. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, wish that I, still had, I wish I, I still had Captain America helmet, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of funny until it snowed. And then right. everybody, oh, my, my face is cold. And, and we were fine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it definitely had its advantages. Yeah, exactly. I've got a I've got a summer helmet and a winter helmet. You know, I always carry my helmet in my bag. But, you know, when it's 108 degrees outside, I ain't putting the darn thing on. Right. Know? Right. And wintertime, though, full-face helmet, open up the vents a little bit so it didn't fog up. Oh. Fantastic. Yeah. There's, there's nothing better. But it's, you know, a person, you're going to get on one of these, you ought to really wear a helmet. And I understand that, but it's like wearing a seatbelt in your car. I mean, do you always belt up when you get in your car? I can honestly say no. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. But we should, right? I mean, we, we should. should. We definitely yeah, should. Exactly. And that's, if my that's wife is my, driving, she my won't put it in gear until I strap up. <laughs> She'll sit there all day long, even if yeah. we're late for something, until I strap up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are, are there any uh, essential accessories that you would recommend for somebody that's just getting started? For somebody getting started, I would say either find somebody that rides or take mm-hmm. a class. You know, if, if you're going to go out and buy one of these, especially one of the bigger bikes, yeah. you know, my, mine is, I think it's like 700 pounds, 600 pounds. Holy crap. Um, you know, it, it, it's a heavy bike. Go out and get, either find somebody that rides that you trust and learn from them, or go take, when you buy the bike, they should give you a free safety course. Uh, Take that course if you have not ever been on a bike. Yeah. And understand how the body works, how the bike works. Understand those things and know that stuff and know that this thing, these things will kill you if you're not careful. Yeah. Just like a car, just like, a, you know, anything else. It's, they can be dangerous, but they can be a lot of fun. And yeah, I haven't ridden on one fun. since I think I was 19. We had one with a mower attachment, and that's how we used to mow the farm. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, I just think it's important for people to understand that, you know, safety first, even though I've, yeah. I don't, I don't do that all the time, but, you know, right. when I put my kids, when I put my kids on the bike, it's 20 miles an hour, it's very slow, nice and easy. They might just have a ball cap on, but, you know, I don't take them to places that I go either by myself or with, you know, I ride with my dad a lot, and we'll go, you know, rock crawl through just nasty stuff, and it is a blast. But you don't take your little kids on that, and you don't take a brand new rider through there either. Yeah. 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 Now, I've got something to say about the safety course. Um, you know, just to jump back to that real quick, um, I strongly suggest uh, a safety course, um, definitely if you're an experienced rider or not, because there are some perks, uh, depending on your state. Um, and believe it or not, your insurance company, this is where it's going to help you out. Um, Corey and I rode Harleys. 
what we kept doing is we kept going and taking the uh, learner's permit package because at that time in Ohio, you just go down, take your learner's permit. You don't have to take your bike down, you know, because the course is not set up for Harley Davidson. And um, sure. so, you you know, just every year you'd go down and you know take your learner's permit, and you'd be good for the riding season. When it expired, it was winter anyway, no big deal. Next year, go down, do it again. And sure, uh, good idea. So. We did that for a couple of years while uh, we ended up going down to Florida, and we lived in Florida for a while. We went to AMI, became certified Harley-Davidson mechanics. When we got back, it's like, okay, we're going to be working on people's bikes. We need to become fully legit. Um, we actually signed up for the state of Ohio rider safety course and uh, you know, passed the flying colors, no problem. Uh, they actually put us on, what, 125s and 250s, where you had an enduro yeah. bike, and I had a little Suzuki 250, uh, which that was funny seeing me on a little Suzuki 250 um, because I was actually bigger than what I am now when that was uh, when we went and did that. But, um, but one thing that was great is it not only helped us out with our personal insurance on our bikes, um, because, you know, when we called up, you know, hey, you know, need to renew, and, you know, they'll ask you, you know, by any chance have you taken a safety course? Well, yes, I did. Well, mm -hmm. let's go ahead and I knock 15% off. Yeah, 15% wow. yeah. off. Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was big. Was I mean, I was, I wow. was, and it was, a, it was a free course that was set up. Um, and then likewise, you know, with owning our own business, you know, that gave us, you know, perks, with insurance as well, you know, because we had, and not only are we certified mechanics, but we were also, we had taken the road safety course, you know, for test drives. Yeah, so, sure. you know, that, that helps out. So definitely, you know, if nothing else, go ahead and take the free course, even if you're experienced. If you're experienced, you might meet some new people that you want to ride with. You know, it might be a good way to network. But if nothing else, you know, if, if you're in a, a state where, because I know, like here in Ohio, if if we were to get ATVs, um, you have to and be licensed go, and insured. Yeah, you have to be licensed and insured. So I mean, to go to that right there. Trails. Right. So, so, so you guys, yeah, that that helps out. Yeah. Well, well see, I'm lucky on that because. My stepdad used to teach the safety course here in Fort Wayne. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah he, he used to go from one side of the U.S. to the other side of the U.S. just on his bike. He said he'd, he'd pitch his tent, wake up the next morning, and there's like three feet of snow. Mm. <laughs> that's yeah. never good yeah, riding a bike, man. Yeah. He, he has some really good stories. Oh, I bet he did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Does anybody now, have anything is, else? Because I think I well, learned a lot on that one. I was well, asking I, a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have too. I mean, you know, and um, I just want to go to Idaho Vegas. now. Oh, I do too. I do too. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, you know, planning my next trip here. Well, um, in fact, I've I've got I've got two things I would love Tyson to check out. You know, and, and you you too, Harlan. Right. Um, if if you get a chance, Powerline Park. You can check it out on YouTube. 
and it is a big mud run. And it's not only ATVs, but it's UTVs, and it's modified trucks, modified cars. I mean, they have they have the old uh, El Caminos and Firebirds that are lifted, and I mean, it, it's just absolutely cool. And it's just it, it's it's here in Ohio. Um, it's it's a not a real long drive from my house, and. Uh, um, Corey, he he's like, hey, we got to do this once we get our, you know, my truck and his uh, his Land Cruiser built. He's like, you know, we we got to go do this. What is it so called? Like, I don't know. It's called Powerline Park, St. Clairsville, okay. Ohio. And uh, Ooh, a thousand acres. Yeah, it is wicked. And you know, some of these guys have got some big money in their stuff. Yeah, and I'm talking big money in just ATVs. Then you see some of the modified trucks that they have, and I mean it's just—I mean we're talking, you know, for the undercarriage alone, we're probably talking thirty thousand dollars, and then on top of it, you know, is a five five thousand dollar, you know, everything else. You know, most wow. of the money is you know in their undercarriage and their motor, and I mean it is just amazing what they're putting, you know, the stuff through. And Corey, what was the? Um, Corey, what was that other place that you said, hey, let's go test our stuff out here, too? It's down in West Virginia, I believe. No, it was in Kentucky. Kentucky, I'm sorry. It was uh, Bear Bear Mountain. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I, yeah, I can't remember. 4x4 Park. I can't remember what it was either now. But you need to yeah, post that uh, in the show notes. Rock crawler. And, oh, my gosh, these people were, I mean, I mean, it's just, it, it's amazing. I mean, you know, you got everything from, uh, you know, modified Jeeps to, you know, modified trucks, you know, old Broncos. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, you know, here's a couple videos of, you know, some Samurais and, and uh, you know, Tracker sidekicks. And, and, man, they're just, they're putting these, they're putting these machines through hell. And, uh Black- but Black Mountain Off Road Adventure. That's it. In Harlan County, Kentucky. Yeah, I'm on I mean, it, I'm on Power Power Powerline Park. Um uh I'm on their website. Enjoy a thousand acres of off road off roading parks. There are trails everywhere, plenty of mud holes, hills and rocks, and huge free camping area. Yep. This is a place to be on Memorial Day and Labor Day weekends. Yep, it looks like a lot of fun. And Corey keeps trying to push me into going down and well, we first and, got to get her running together. <laughs> well, here's the thing: I I still don't know even after we get our rides together if I'm gonna push it like what those guys do. I mean, wow! Yeah, some of the photos they have on here, insane. I mean, it's just amazing. But uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance, you know, we've got some got some free time or whatever. Check out the videos because I mean, it's it just it gets you pumped up. You know, it, 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 at least it does me. You know, it, you know, and then of course I got my brother talking in my my ear. You know, hey, we need to do this, and you know, he's pretty good <laughs> at talking me into stuff. So and that's um, great, and I would love to do it. But there's gonna be a lot of people there, and I'm not a big crowd person. 
So, you know, I'd rather get out to the woods, you know, with just a few people and just go have fun. But it still got, still would be fun. But I, I'd rather, you know, go out where no one has ever been with a, you know, ATV or a Land Cruiser and, and try and get through that myself. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. If I get it together, I'm going the power line. There's not a whole lot here in Ohio to take off-road. There's not many, you know, most trails are close to to vehicles, you know, road vehicles. Um, Wayne National Forest is really the only uh, public ATV trail, and, you know, they don't allow any trailing cruisers or trucks or anything like that on there. Um, the only place that does allow both on here is, you know, either Powerline, which is only twice a year, or if you go down to uh, Kentucky at that Black Mountain Off-Road Adventure, they allow everything on, on certain trails. But really, off-roading is, is dying out. There's too many people ruining it for everyone. Um, and like what Dyson was saying earlier, a lot of the you know laws are being you know changed out there, and, and that's going on everywhere. And yeah, and I think the regular guy here. that wants to just enjoy the outdoors and, and, you know, see it for himself with, you know, not to destroy it, but just to to experience it and losing out on this one. It, it's you know? it's amazing to, to listen to that. Um, I'm not a well-traveled person by any means. Um, I've very seldom made it out of Idaho. So this is, um, just so you know, that's my perspective. And it's weird to hear you have parks and things to drive your four-wheelers and um, four-by-fours and whatnot, you know, your trucks and things. We don't have that here. And that is just, to me, it's odd. Um, And I guess I didn't realize that. I I didn't understand that concept. Um, Because I can go for, I can drive, I don't know, what, 300 miles? 500 miles, not hit pavement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, but that's hard for us to understand because only here, we can only do that in the park and, you know, certain times of the year, only with right. certain vehicles. Everything well, I mean, else is closed. Uh, All the other, you know, the national. I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll have, we'll have things shut down here and there. Um, you know, especially for hunting season, things will shut down, roads will close. Um, but I'm planning trips for next summer um, to run, you know, 200 miles, you know, on a weekend and try to make it from my house to my in-laws' place. And, wow. You know, I mean, it, I, I did not realize that. I did not understand. This is a new concept. I, I didn't realize you couldn't do that there, to just oh, no. go and run. We're just... And, and see, that's amazing because as much freedom as what you have and how, how you know, surprised you are at how locked down we are, uh-huh. it's, it's, the, it's the same concept but opposite, if that makes any sense, that we have for you because right. we can't believe how free you are to do that. And it's like even with, with state lands around us, you know, just, for instance, for hunting, um, all state lands doesn't mean that I can go on and hunt. There are specialized areas that I am only allowed to hunt 
Yeah. And and you know that I am I'm very jealous of somebody that can just say, okay, yeah, I'm I'm going into you know this state forest or you know this national forest, and I can do whatever I want, you know, within reason, you know, as long as you right. follow you know the regulations that are set up. Um, yeah, we have a place yeah, we kind are, of like that here, where uh, it's it's a county park, and uh, you know I grew up on the farm in the woods. I can do whatever I want. I go there. I gotta pay to get in, and we're, we can't even pick a leaf off the ground. Yeah, we get in trouble yeah. for picking up a leaf or or picking up a stick. Yeah, don't touch anything and leave it as you. It's, you know, that's what, I that mean, seems insane to me. Well, how I how I found out that um, actually I took my two boys there because we had to do the the leaf selection thing that you know kids do through school where they get gotta get the different kinds of leaves and bring yep. them in for a science class. And they said, I'm sorry, you can't do that here. It took me a while to find any place that would let me do that. Hmm. Just to pick up a leaf to put in their little book for science class. Wow. It was insane because I, I would just go outside, you know, wake up in the morning, go outside, pick some leaves, and there you go. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I, live in the, I live in the suburbs now. And <laughs> so uh, we have little regulations here. But, uh, yeah, it just seems odd. I can't even go out and dig a hole. When wow. I was first looking at it. <laughs> you know, it just seems, it just seems weird. Mm-hmm. Places to, to go off-road, you know, off-roading in the Land Cruiser once I get up and going. I spent days researching, and so far around Dawes, I only found two places. That was Powerline and Black Mountain, and that was almost in every state that surrounded us I looked. And I started working my way out because it's there's hardly anything on you know, in this area to to go to go off roading. The the last so, time the last time Corey and I went truly off roading and it, it wasn't a whole lot. Um I had a geo tracker and um Oh I want one of those so bad. I loved my geo tracker. And uh What's that? I bet, I, I bet Tyson's ATV is uh, larger and uh, has more power than that. <laughs> oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I only, because I only had the 1.6 liter. I mean, it was, but I mean, it. Yeah, it, I want one of those so bad. It did everything that I wanted it to do. You know, lock out hubs, whole 10 yards. I mean, it was it was four wheel drive. It was great, uh, and. and when everybody else was getting stuck, you know, I would float right on top, you know, the mud. It being so light. But the biggest thing is, Corey and I, we went camping. And uh, it was it was right before you got married, wasn't it, Corey? Wow. And, okay, four. What's that? Almost two weeks before. That's right. That's right. And, uh, oh, because it was your birthday weekend, too. Yeah. So we went so we went camping and we loaded down this geo tracker and um okay, I'm I'm not a small guy. Corey was a lot smaller then, but I mean he was still tall. Um you know, he's he he's hasn't changed in height and he just he's gotten wider a little bit. And uh so and we had a friend with us, you know, um a guy that, that me and Corey grew up with. Um he makes me look small, 
and uh, and I'm I'm a fairly large guy, and uh, yeah, he's what is he? He's probably six four. He's well over three hundred, and I mean he's just he's just a big guy. And uh, seeing us three in this geo tracker, we actually put Corey in first, and then we loaded the geo tracker up, and we had stuff hanging off the side and and uh, everything else because you know of course the first thing to go in is the cooler. And uh, we were we were gonna party, and uh, so we had to pack the cooler first, and then um, we uh, we threw in all the gear, and uh, so we we went to this campground, and this campground had uh, ATV paths all over it. Well, we uh, we had some fun, and uh, uh, we consumed some adult beverages, and. Uh, um, we were having a lot of fun. We decided it would be a, a good idea to go ahead and see if this geo tracker um, would go up the four-wheeler paths. Oh, gosh. And, and that was the last time I was actually like off-roading, off-roading, where we were like kind of in the woods and, and uh, you know, going to town. But which, and yes, the geo tracker does fit on four-wheeler paths. That are cut. Yes, so it, 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 it fit more than fine. I had plenty of room, and uh, but it was it was almost sad that we actually had to sneak around on the four wheeler paths, and uh, you know so we could actually go go off roads. Well, if you got in trouble, you could just say, "Well, the ATVs have a bigger engine." That's right. So, That's right. You know, you know, I actually have a smaller engine than this. Yeah. Sorry, we got lost. You know. <laughs> but uh, hey, yeah, guys, I mean that. Y'all need to come to Idaho. Come to Idaho. I will take you on a tour that will blow your mind, then. Oh, yeah. I, I can't oh. wait. Oh I, man, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah, I don't know yeah, where, but uh, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah. Get get up here or down here or whatever the elevation is. It doesn't matter. Just get here. Let's go for a drive. We can take the truck. <laughs> Good times. Lots of fun. I can show you places and things. Ah, it, it is a beautiful country. It's amazing up here. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm smiling. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't didn't wait to realize are going and go on a road trip. Yeah, I didn't realize how blessed I was until this all came up. You know, my one of my plans for the next few years is to ride my state, really on an ATV, and um, I'm going to ride from Oregon through Nevada. Into back into uh, Twin Falls, but what I really want to do is ride from Nevada to the Canadian border. Wow! And I can do that. I can do that here. I mean, I got to bypass some wilderness areas, but there's there's roads and there's places and there's things to do, and I can do that here. Hmm. And you know, that's just amazing. That the, the, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but 
it's, it's amazing that I can do that here, that I can do that. You know, I can ride ditch banks from here to the desert and be in Nevada in two hours on my bike. Wow. That, that's crazy to me. It the is very good, you know. I can't even ride my city on a four-wheeler, let alone my state. You know, yeah, if I get true. on the road on my, you know, on a four-wheeler during the winter, guys ride their four-wheelers up and down, you know, the snow-covered streets, and uh, the whole sure. the whole time, cops are chasing them all night long. Yeah, I mean, we'll, and it's we'll, amazing we'll that right? you can yeah. ride all the way to your entire state and up to Canada on a four-wheeler. <laughs> Oh, there might be one four-wheeler in my entire neighborhood, I think. Yeah, I'm not going to blow right out of my garage and go. You know, I mean, that would be stupid because I do live in a neighborhood. You know, but I could. I could I could probably. Yeah, that's amazing, the freedom that I have here. And... You guys kind of brought that out of me, and I'm sorry to go on, but that is just really neat. And yeah, you know, and that's yeah. what you know. This is so great about this that we can hear other people's stories and you know, and other people's experiences, and they can call in from what's going on in their state. And uh, we've been you know trying to preach that, but we haven't had a whole lot of it. But you know, hopefully, yeah. this episode will will you know kind of enlighten people to call in and share their experiences because even though, you know, we're in different states, I mean, it's, it sometimes it seems like we're, you know, worlds apart. Yeah. I mean, everything from, you know, ATV riding to, you know, hunting to, you know, prepping, it's, you know, it's all different. And, you know, we want to hear about everyone's experiences. We keep talking about Ohio and, you know, and in central Ohio's weather and hunting and things like that, because that's that's all we know. <laughs> but you know, we we want to hear from everyone and hear what it's like, you know, throughout the United States and the world, for that matter. Because you know, we have international members and international listeners, so it'll be uh, you know neat to hear other people's. And I, you know, Matt and I and. I think uh, Exposure 9 the same way, just the freedom that you have to be able to, to go out and do that. You know, we're amazed as much as, you know, you're amazed that you have it and how much control that, you know, is put on us. It's, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if I lived a, maybe 100 miles north, it'd be Michigan. And it's pretty, I've been up there quite a, quite a few times, and it's pretty wild up there. It can get really wild. And then if I lived past Indianapolis, it gets pretty wild down there in southern Indiana as well. It's just I'm just in that little area, little pocket that you can't do a lot of these things in. Hmm. Wow. I mean, wow. that's just amazing. Well, let's go ahead and yeah. we'll, let's uh, let's get on to our next subject before this turns in, uh, into – oh, shoot, we're uh, – we're almost what, an hour and a half now, yeah. An hour and a half, so, yeah. Uh, another short episode, right, Corey? <laughs> right, I, I know. I'm going to shut up. It's called that. editing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the, the, other, the other topic we, we wanted to touch on, um, you know, and have Exposure 9 on definitely was, well, I got bag security. Oh, and yeah. uh, with what happened to him, 
that was a big wake-up call for a lot of us. Um, you know, because I'm I'm just as guilty as, as everybody else. Just, just leave the bag in the car, you know, in plain sight. You know, eh, it's okay. You know, it's parked right in front of my house or it's in my driveway. Sometimes it was right in front of my garage door, our, our attached garage. It was right right in front of our garage door. Oh, that that is absolutely amazing. And if you guys have not <laughs> seen the photos yet, go over into the photos section and check it out. Um, <laughs> It was a boulder. I mean, that was yeah. a boulder. I mean, it, I it, it had to huge. have been about sixty pounds. I mean, really. I mean, it lodged in between my steering wheel, my gear shifter, my dash, and my emergency brakes. It was lodged right there. Wow. I had I had to um, move the steering wheel up, and then I had to put it in reverse, and grab the rock, grab the boulder, and throw it out, and then jump back in the car, put my foot on the brake because it was sitting on top of my emergency brake, so I couldn't even activate that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that is something else. Well, do you have any tips um, for any of us, you know, especially about, I'm, I'm sure you've looked into, you know, maybe possibly, you know, different ways to either help conceal or maybe some extra security measures, you know, for a bug-out bag. And then, well, why don't you go ahead and tell us, you know, kind of give us how you started planning your new bug out bag and, and what's your, um, what the main essentials that, that you're acquiring first. Sure. Um, well, long story short, um, I had the week of Thanksgiving off. And so the Thursday before, during my lunch hour, I went out to my car. I was at work. And I normally keep my bug out bag in my trunk, you know, just like a lot of people do to have cars. Well, I put it in the in the front passenger seat. Um, wanted to go through it a little bit and, you know, re-familiarize myself with some of the things that are in there because sometimes you forget the little details. And I was going to do videos since I had the whole week off. I was going to do some videos, post it on YouTube, post it on the site. And I thought to myself, well, what I'll do is I'll I'll leave this here I'll go home, let the dog out, I'll go get my son from daycare, and when I come home with him, I'll take the bug out bag inside and do some videos. Well, you know how things change, you know, with families. Uh, I fed the dog, and my wife said, hey, I'll pick up the baby from daycare. So I went in, started dinner, forgot my bag was in the front seat. That was the main security thing right there. Now, um... Like I said, I, I normally don't leave anything in my car out in open area, but you know, even if I would have had a a blanket or something just to throw over it, that probably would have taken care taken care of it right there. Um, if you are out and about with backpacks or anything like that, there is a product that I've been researching called Pack Safe. It's a mesh. It's a wire mesh that you can put around your pack and then attach it to a pole or whatever like you do with bikes. And the holes in, in the pack are, or in the, uh, the mesh are fine enough where it would be hard to get things out of it. Um, that's one thing possibly that you could use if you're out and about. But other than that, just keep it with you. Keep it out of sight. You know? That's really all I, all I all I could tell anybody 
Yeah, when now, I when I carry mine in my truck, you know, depends on how how fully loaded it is because I you know change things in it constantly. Like, um, but you know, I usually try to sit behind my passenger seat because usually no one rides in my truck because it's just an old beater truck. Yeah. Um, so I can pull the seat up and stick it back there and then lean the seat back and hide it. Um, but then when it's fully loaded, it won't fit back there, so it, it just, you know, lays on my the floor of my truck or something. But I, I always have a flannel shirt or something in there that I can throw on it, you know, once, you know, I, I go somewhere. But I have a bad habit, you know, I live in a, a fairly small town. I mean, it's growing up in the... Uh, um, suburbs of uh, Columbus, um, yeah. so, you know, the city's kind of moving this way, but, uh, you know, I grew up here all my life, I, you know, lived here all my life, and we, you know, used to never lock the house, We'd, you know, go to bed with the, the front door <laughs> wide open. Exactly. Well, my wife, she's always about security. She, you know, I'll, I'll leave and let the dogs out, come back, and show her the door locked on me, and, uh, she the house is always locked, but I admit I don't lock my car, and uh, they could easily you know just open the door and get whatever they want out. And when I was at the apartment before I bought my house, that actually happened. Um, and I, and I, don't, I even had it happen, and I still don't lock my car. I don't know why, but it's just a bad habit I need to break. Um, but it, when we're at the apartment, I had a um, oh, I can't think of the name of the brand. I'll have to. I have to try and find what the name of the brand is. I don't even think it says on it, but it's a uh, it's a safe for a car, and it has a cable um, that you can attach, you know, somewhere to the to the inside of the car. Mine was actually wrapped around the uh, the seat uh, support for the back seat, um, and it had the keypad locked on it, and that's where I kept my pistol. Um, I got a concealed carry license, and uh, also some one gave me an amp. And a uh, speakers to put in the the I had a Jeep uh, Grand Cherokee and, and I, I had them but I didn't have them hooked up and they were just sitting in the back of the car and uh, I came out one day and um, was driving to work and, and noticed that the uh, actually what was it it was Father's Day when it happened and then I know I went out there for something and uh, noticed that the speaker was missing. And go looking around, and my gun case was actually, you know, not where I always leave it, which was in the middle of the seat, so I could reach, you know, between the pa- the driver and passenger and get right, yeah. you know, to my gun if I needed to. It was actually off to the side where, you know, someone had tried to yank it out, um, but they couldn't get it, luckily. Um, there was no gun in it, and I, you know, always tried to take my guns in. I don't leave my unlocked car. Um, but, you know, they tried to take that, but they did take the amp, and they took uh, the speaker, and they took my, this is what pissed me off most out of all of it, was my 4D flash mag light flashlight that I had oh, right wow. next to my, my driver's side. And um, that was a Christmas present. Uh, from my parents, and uh, you know, I've been wanting one forever, and I, you know, they finally got me one, and here a couple months later it gets stolen, and then that, uh, that upset me the most um, because I really did. Those aren't cheap, speaker. No, but um, and then I went to the next day, 
um, I called, you know, made a police report, and, uh, and they said, you know, I wasn't the only one broken into. And uh, I actually called my dad, and he went out, and uh, his car was broken into. And um, the door wasn't locked, but they got into his trunk. They popped the trunk on his car, and they actually stole his uh, leather jacket um, out of his uh, the back of his trunk. So he made a police report the same day. Um, the strange thing is, when I was coming home from work that following Monday, uh, I pulled into my parking spot, and my neighbor had a barn, uh, and right behind their barn was my speaker and amp sitting there. So they must oh, have been wow. too heavy to carry or what. But uh, so I goes back, but I never did get my uh, my Magalite back. Um, but I did give my my lock box, my gun lock box to the police and they tried pulling fingerprints off of it but couldn't get a good fingerprint because of the texture of the lock box. Yeah. So never did get my Magalite. My dad never did get his his uh, leather jacket back. Yeah, my um this the same morning this happened, uh my neighbor uh, their car got broken into and then the neighbor across the street from them got broken into as well. So I was not the only one. But I'm I'm the only one that they took anything from. Now, now oh, you had nice. some some key items in that in that that bag that uh, that's really because you you had a you had a, what um, uh, a twenty two yeah that was that was taken right correct that that is that's got to make you feel terrible um, has any of that shown up yet? No, nothing has shown up yet. Wow. Nothing at all. Um, I am actually, I was blessed with this because they did not get in the trunk because I had my $1,500 AR-15 in the trunk that night. Right. I got extremely mm-hmm. lucky. Yeah. I was planning on going shooting that next week. And and uh, that would have been bad. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I know I, I don't sound upset, but I would have been if that would have happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's my baby. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah, just knowing this, you know, now, now there's a, you know, a firearm that's it's linked to you, you know, out on the street somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's that can't feel good. You know. Well, it didn't really hit me, but with the things that have been going on in the news lately, yeah, yeah, it makes you think. I mean, obviously that didn't have anything to do with that, but it makes you think. Right, right. You know, and it, yeah. here's the thing, you know, with with Christmas getting closer. That's what I was just going to say. It's not even just your bug-out bag, you know. It's the holiday season. Right. People are getting desperate, you know. Um, I'm sure... I'm sure everybody sees, you know, how how depressed some areas are. And a lot of people out there, they just don't care. And, uh, you know, they'll just... If they see something, they'll take it. And... uh, you know that's 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 not good, and uh, yeah. I mean, 
um, the biggest thing is, um, you know, when, when locking down, you know, especially, you know, I, I know I have, um, you know, Corey, he, he still has, you know, his lockbox. You know, I have a lockbox for, uh, for my pistol. Um, but, you know, like, like hunting and everything else, you know, there's been times that, you know, I go somewhere and I've got, you know, a blind, and I've got, you know, my crossbow, and I've got, you know, a whole bunch of hunting gear, and, yeah. you know, all it takes, you know, just as you've shown in your pictures, all it takes is a rock. You know, I could be in a store, you know, getting whatever, you know, I could I could be getting a cup of coffee at a gas station, and they could be gone. And You know, the uh, funny yeah, thing about that, um, my dog didn't even bark. My dog barks at everything. Right. You know, uh, I don't know how my dog did not hear that. Yeah. And then, and and likewise, you know, you not hearing it too. I mean, that's, that's something else. That is something else. Yeah, and, and actually, uh, the boulder, it was a rock that was right next to our um, our front door. It was just covered under. Only a little part of that was sticking out of the ground. We didn't even know it was that big. We just wow. walked over by the door and we're like, where's this hole? Why is there a hole here? So they dug this thing up to throw it through my window. Wow, that is... Yeah. That is a... That, that, that adds to it. <laughs> I know. I can laugh about it now, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, it was a blessing in disguise, you know, because I've, I've been able to, you know, obviously there's some things I can't get back because I've, I was, I've been putting things in that bag for the last, I don't know, 15 years, you know, some of the stuff I've had in there. But um, with uh, the insurance money I got back, I was able to go out and buy some of the top-of-the-line things, you know, the new, new technology, which... I, I like, you know, um, you know, I, it's kind of hard to part with some of the older stuff that I knew so well, you know, right. if something breaks, I know what to do, but uh, I don't know. There's not a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. So, so what, but most, go ahead. What, what have you been um, replacing? Like, like, let's, let's, you know, talk about, you know, some of the, some of the essentials, you know, because I think you were talking about, you know, possibly, um, you know, a new hand axe. Um, I think I think Corey actually uh, uh, gave you some links or, or something yeah. about, about what he got. And uh, so what, what have you been deciding that, that you're going to go ahead and replace, you know, for those, are just, for those that are just starting out uh, with bug out bags and, and uh, you know, possibly you're even just camping gear or whatever. What what are you looking at um, for your new bag that, that you're definitely going to be carrying in it? Okay. Well, the first thing I wanted to do is get a bag itself. Right. So I've always chose to do backpacks because if I have to bug out, it's walking. That's you yep. know, that's you know, that's my thing. Um, and I went with a go light. Light speed. It's an ultralight backpack, weighs approximately two pounds. 
but it's large enough to fit most of my equipment in. Um, I really like it. I have an Osprey, a large Osprey pack, and that's four pounds, and that's an average pack. So that, and this this thing holds about as much as that does. So once I got that pack, I said, you know what? I had a few ultralight things in my bug out bag, but you know why don't I just go ahead and take it all the way and go ultralight as much as I possibly can? So I. Like I said, I got the pack, and then I got my Titan kettle, which is a, a titanium kettle by MSR, which is what I do most of my cooking in. Um, I purchased a, for my stove, I purchased a jet boil. I don't know if you guys are uh, know much about the jet boil system or not. I watched no. videos on it. All right. It's basically um, a stove, a canister stove, and it has its own cup with it, and um, it's a focused fire on the bottom of the cup. And what that does is it lets you boil water extremely fast. And what this is good for is the freeze-dried meals from Mountain House, those type of things. Um, so I decided to go that way because that's extremely light as well. Then I went to MSR uh, microfilter for my water filter, that is the same one I had before. So I know how to use it, how to back flush it and everything. And that, that's always, you know, done well for me. I had a SteriPen in there. And um, that was okay, but I didn't like the fact that it, uh, it would seem to go through batteries pretty fast. So I got a Camelback, um, like a Nalgene bottle. And on top of that is where the light is. You fill the bottle up, press the button, it puts out these UV rays, but basically what it does is it um, sterilizes the bacteria in there so they cannot reproduce, because that's what causes you to get sick, is when they get in your gut and reproduce, not the fact that they're just in there. So it sterilizes them, and then you can drink the water. I like that because it's one system. Um, I went with a Thermorest, uh, their ultralight seating system, because any of you that's ever sat on a wet ground knows it sucks. Mm-hmm. So I got that. That's like four ounces. So that's nothing. I got an, uh, another Thermarest uh, inflatable mattress pad. And the reason I do the mattress pad, I know there's some people that do, some people that don't, is because, excuse me, because of my sleeping bag. My sleeping bag is two pounds. It's completely down. And it's waterproof. Now it's very expensive. It's four hundred and twenty-five dollars. It's by Marmot. It's called the Helium EQ Microfiber. I think it's what's called microfiber. Oh no, membrane. That's the one it is. And it's a hundred dollars more to get the waterproof one. But I've spent many a times outdoors where I wake up and I'm soaked because I didn't choose my camping spot correctly or my tent had a default in it or whatever. And it's worth the extra $100, even though I know that's super expensive for a sleeping bag. Uh, packs down to a little bit of nothing. It's really small. Um, uh, then just my, my pack towel, my 
just you know, just a little the really light stuff. I try to stick with titanium or uh, anodized aluminum alloys, like the aircraft alloys, because they're so light and strong for their weight. And that's so far. That's about where I'm at. Have you decided on the on the axe or? A yeah, I'm gonna get that. I'm definitely I'm you definitely are? gonna get that. Oh yeah, that's it's that's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. Oh, you can get it with or without the pick. I got mine with. Oh, the I'll pick. probably get it with the pick. I'm gonna get it with the pick. But yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it comes in handy, and it had, it was super sharp out of the box. <laughs> well, I want to. I just want to be able to drag logs along with me. Yeah. With it, you know? <laughs> now, Corey, did, cool. have you sharpened yours yet? I have not sharpened it yet. It okay, still has a edge on it. Well, when we were finishing up the uh, Clock Smacker Lodge here, um, we were just touching the paracord. We were laying out, and you know, with one hand, you'd you know, unravel the paracord, lay it up against the log, and just touch it with, a, with Corey's axe there, and it would just chop it right now. Nice, clean really? cut. I mean, it, it was amazing. And he, he's already put it, you know, through some stuff. I mean, uh, you know, we were <laughs> we were uh, sticking it in a tree um, after one of the kids' birthday parties. Yeah, uh, we were here throwing a month it like ago. a throwing axe. Like, and it was well, sticking. quite smart. But <laughs> uh, yeah. what, what can we get to stick? Now that we yeah. threw our knives at it. Yep. <laughs> and then I went to my, uh, you know, Regular size axe, and we tried throwing it two times overhead. Yeah. yeah. My my big axe. My big uh, well, log splitting axe. You know, you know how brotherly competition goes. You, know, you got to like Oh, yes, it is. Than you, you know. <laughs> well, remember, remember, I'm the youngest out of ten. I definitely right. know. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, have, have you thought about knives? Now, are you going to go with uh, Ontario Knife Company for your knife as well? Get Actually, that I have replaced my I have replaced my knives. Okay. I had the Ontario Mark III, and that was a pretty pretty big knife. That was actually a it was their Army Navy Seal whatever, but very sharp knife. Kept the edge very well, but between that and I had another knife that was in the bag um, that was called a Mora. I don't know if you ever heard of that brand name or not. Yep, sure have. Relatively inexpensive, twenty-two dollars, something like that. And I bought that um, about the same time I bought my Ontario, and that was about fifteen years ago. I'd always taken both of them out with me, and I grabbed the Ontario first. And then I always end up going back to the Mora instead because it's so sharp, holds an edge awesomely, and it's the perfect size for my hands. So what I did is I went to my local cutlery place that I go to, and I bought two Moras instead of a Mora and a, um, uh, yeah, that Ontario. So that's yeah, how I'm stick is. In fact, I would uh, I would love to get a Mora. I think I'll, that's going to be my next purchase. Um, you know, Cody Lundine, he that's all he uses, 
And uh it's it's amazing. It's an amazing knife. I mean he's uh you know, he's he's cut down trees with it. Yeah, you know, fairly yeah. fairly substantial trees and uh yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know, I'm I'm pretty impressed with it for you know, being the blade size it is. And and the price. You can get them for twenty some dollars. That's amazing. And I don't know if it's the same price around where you guys are at, but they're relatively inexpensive. Well, that all sounds good. And I, I know I learned a lot on this episode. Um, my phone is about to die, actually. I'm at like 4%. Wow. So. <laughs> That's what you have when you have two kids and soon you walk in the door. I want your phone. I want your phone. I understand. Um, they, they fight over the well, So no, I'm going to have to wrap this up. That's fine. I think, it's it's good, I think it's a good point. And, uh, you know, two-hour show is not bad every once in a while. No, <laughs> well, i got to work tomorrow. So. So, oh, oh yeah. buddy. <laughs> That's okay. This week I've been getting up at 3.30 in the morning because they're having to work mm. 10 hours a day. <laughs> but I don't have to get up till 5 tomorrow. So. Yeah, oh, wow. Then. Yeah, I do get sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, I've been working twelve myself. I'm getting up at three o'clock. Well, it was a, a good podcast. I know I learned a lot. Um, I can't wait to uh, to uh, listen to it again, actually. But um, I think I think we all can't wait. To, what? I think we all can't wait to go to Idaho. That's right. Yeah, I can't wait yeah that. true. <laughs> yeah, come to Idaho. We'll go for a ride. <laughs> cool, definitely. <laughs> well, I want to thank you guys for uh, coming on and being part of this and uh, staying up with us so late. And um, well, at least it's, it's twelve thirty here. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're oh, uh, we always stay with the same time as you guys now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Figured you guys were, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to you know thank you guys for coming on, being part of uh, you know Survival Text episode, and uh, looking forward to hearing a lot more from you guys in the future, and having you back on and talking about some other stuff. Um, want to remind everyone to uh, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter. Um, well, Facebook we're Facebook slash Survival Tech Podcast, and uh, what's our we are what, at Survival at, Tech Pod. Yeah, at Survival Tech Pod. I'm still getting used to Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I don't tweet very much. Uh, so uh, you can check us out there. Check us out on the uh, website at uh, www.survivaltech.web.com. Uh, become a member if you're a listener. We know we have a lot of listeners out there that are not members. So uh, come on, check us out, and uh, join the, the community. And... Uh, Definitely. Anybody else got anything they want to say? Nope. Thank you for having us. Thanks, guys. I had a, I had a good fun. time. Yeah. Well, uh, until next time, keep posting to our forums. Uh, Calling to our uh, uh, voicemail line. Matt, you got that number handy? No, I do not. Okay. Two zero six something. Check it out on the website. And uh, stay alive, America.
Talk.